Wow, wasn't it good to be together? Wasn't it good to worship this morning? It's quite a workout, wasn't it? <laughs> if you want to speak to the worship team, they'll be lying down at the back. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great just to be in the presence of God to worship. I mean, we did go through about 24 songs, didn't we? It was, but they were great. Everyone was good because we were declaring the goodness uh, and greatness of God. So yeah, as you might recognize, I am not Adam. I am not speaking about the vision and mission, but we are going to speak from the Word of God. So let's just pray and just ask God to speak to us through this. And I need his help as well. So, Lord, come this morning. Holy Spirit, come and open our hearts to what you want to say to us this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Pray that ancient of prayers. Come, Holy Spirit, and speak to us. Let our hearts be open to you and what you want to say to us as a people, as a church, Lord, as individuals, come and have your way. Help me this morning as I speak this morning, Lord, I I want to be attuned to what you are saying. Come and have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, Matt, you've left your Bible here, you might need that. Um, He looks on his phone, he's so modern these days anyway. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to, again, talk about, I know um, Malcolm's already done the notices, but I would just urge you again to pray and consider Alpha. It's starting in a couple of weeks' time. This isn't just uh, something some other people do in the church, but this can affect all of us, because all of us know people who don't know Jesus. Can you put your hand up if you know someone who doesn't know Jesus? Oh, look at that. Now, this can involve you. You can think and pray about who you can speak to. You, you know somebody that could come. You can be bold. We, we did our, a bit of alpha team training this week about um, how we lead the group discussions and stuff. But it was so good just to refresh us about all we're doing is really introducing people to Jesus. And that's all Alpha is, is introducing people to Jesus. You can, all you've got to say is invite them along. You come along, have dinner with them. And we look at some amazing video. The material is so good now. I mean, it's always been good, but it is so good. The videos are so engaging. People's lives will change. That's what we were saying this week in the training. People's lives will change over the next 10 weeks in Alpha. That is exciting. And people that you know, you could bring along, their lives could change as a result. We have seen fruit every time over the last few, well, I think every time we've done Alpha. I am here today because of Alpha and because God chose me. Um, And also, again, I just want to encourage you, urge you to come to the prayer meeting. I I was going to lead the meeting this morning, so I just wanted to read this little note I made about prayer meetings. Um, and why you should come. We, we are at the beginning of the year. Um, this would be good, actually, because we can pray before Adam launches the vision and mission for the year. Um, this is by Andrew Murray. He said this about prayer. Who can say what power a church could develop and exercise if it gave itself to the work of prayer day and night for the coming of the kingdom, for God's power on his servants and his word, for the glorifying of God in the salvation of souls. Most churches think their members are gathered into one to simply take care of one another and build each other up. 
They know not that God rules the world by the prayers of his saints, that prayer is the power by which Satan is conquered, that by prayer the church on earth has disposal of the powers of the heavenly world. Let's have that heart for prayer. It is really important. Come along. We join together. We worship together and we pray for all that God is going to do in this year. So Tuesday. At what time? Well done. Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Okay, so we are going to look at the Word of God this morning. If you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of Philippians, chapter 3. From verse 7, we are going to go. And I just want to look at that God has a call on us this year, and he has a call on you as an individual as well. We have an upward call of Jesus Christ on our life. And he's looking to you this year. What, what's he calling you to? He's looking for you to grow in him this year. Do you want to grow in God this year? Do you want to know him better this year? Who wants to know him better? It's nearly as many as of you that don't know Christians. So, there is an upward call of Jesus Christ on our life. So let's read from verse 7. Paul writes, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, that I have already, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There is an upward call. And from verse 7 to 8, Paul says, everything else in comparison to knowing and walking with God is, well, pants, basically. Rubbish. Paul had accomplished a lot. He was the Hebrew of Hebrews. But anything else we look for in this life should pale into insignificance, into knowing Jesus. Career, money, relationships, fitness, anything, everything. Where do we put our time? Where or what do you put your most value in? 
I know there are lots of successful people in this room. Malcolm is a very successful person, but I know what he holds in the highest regard is knowing Christ. Paul says, I regard it as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Is there stuff this year that you are holding on too tightly to in this life? Stuff that you think, if I didn't have that or that person, that relationship, I couldn't live without it. God has a name for that. My Irish friend David from uh, Bury St. Edmunds loves to say it. It's called idolatry. Because he's Irish, he loves to say idolatry. That's <coughs> idolatry, yeah. You don't want to talk about it. Uh, verse 10. Paul wants to know Christ and his power. The power of his resurrection. The same power lives in us that conquered the grave. Just think about that for, the, for a moment. The same power that conquered the grave lives in you. When you think about what he's calling you to, when you think about what he might want to achieve through you, I can't do that. That's, that's too much. No, the same power that conquered the grave lives in you. Paul says in Romans 8, 37, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. When we walk into life, into battle, into work, into difficult situations, into places where we share Jesus, we have that resurrection power in us. Do you believe that? I believe that. But I struggle to live it out every day. We can raise our expectation levels. I believe God is calling us to raise our expectation levels this year. Because Christ is in you. You can raise your expectations about the gospel. Because it is the power of God. Not has some power, but the gospel is the power of God. When you're out there thinking about who you want to talk to or who you want to invite to Alpha, you have the Holy Spirit in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. He will help you. He will give you the words to say, but you have to do the first bit. You have to open your mouth and he will give you the words to say. He says, becoming like him in suffering and death. It means dying to our old habits and sinful patterns. There's some things you're still holding on to that haven't quite died to. He says in verse 13 about not looking behind but straining forward. Don't settle. Don't look back at your old self, what you did, what you were like. Don't be held back by the past or what you may have thought of yourself. You are a new creation in Christ. 
Do you believe that? You are a new creation in Christ. If I looked back at my old self, if I really thought about what I was like, I couldn't stand here and talk. I couldn't do this. I had... I was badly educated. Well, I wasn't badly educated. The teachers did a great job, but I just paid no attention. I came out of school with GCSEs that are just not worth mentioning. Fs and Gs. Seriously. Nothing. I couldn't speak in front of people. I can barely get my words out sometimes. But God spoke to me. He, he said, I am going to renew your mind. It says that in his word, doesn't it? There's going to be a renewing of your mind. He's renewing my mind. He was changing my thought patterns. Because we can change how we behave, but our thought patterns can remain the same. God wants to renew our mind. Seriously, I was in a bad way. I couldn't do the things I do today. I wouldn't care about the things I care about today if God didn't come in and change me from the inside out, didn't renew my mind. I seriously never did any homework at school, ever. This is not a good example, by the way, youth. As I, this is not an example to follow. This is like, do the opposite of what I am saying basically, when it comes to school. Do the opposite. <laughs> I didn't do any homework. I'd never written an essay in my life until I went to Bible college, God, which was difficult. <laughs> I was telling someone the other day, when I, I went to Bible college, it was such a strain on my brain <laughs> that I... This is also a very bad, so do the opposite of this. I, I used to, in the afternoon, I was so tired because my brain just wasn't used to working in this academic way. I used to drink Coke and eat chocolate all the way through the afternoon just to keep me awake. I, I got fat through Bible college. <laughs> Fatter. Because it was a strain on my brain. But God was renewing it. And actually my brain started to wake up and go, oh, yes, look, you can think about these things, you can read this. And... But he was renewing, renewing. That's my brain, Jesus, waking up. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus going like that, what's that? That's my brain waking up, it's like an antenna. <laughs> See, it makes sense now. But I kept coming back to the verse 14, I was pressing on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus because he had a call over my life. And sometimes we have to make sacrifices. Sometimes we have to... Um, it, it feels like hard work, like Bible college was hard work, but actually God worked through that and woke my brain up because it needed waking up. Well, I'd stopped reading just sport. On, in the paper <clears throat> and actually got a passion for his word a passion for this getting to dig in actually that's the only way you're going to get to know what this upward call of God in your life is is to dig 
into this book, to seek him in prayer, to listen to him. Because actually, we, we want to rush on, don't we? Oh, well, we've read our reading for today. Lord, bless me for today. Help me for today. Right, I'm off to work. No, let's seek him. Lord, what do you want to say to me? Speak to me. He wants to speak to you. But we've got to be in a position to listen. Here's a call over your life, whether you're called to lead in church or there's something he's calling you to. And he knows you. I was um, reading Jeremiah over Christmas, which cheered me up no end over Christmas. Um, <laughs> but I was really struck at the beginning. Actually, it's a really good book. Really good book. It's the Word of God, and it was, really spoke to me. Um, and right at the beginning, God speaks to Jeremiah. And it says, this is Jeremiah 1. Verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Before Jeremiah was formed in the womb, God had already appointed him a prophet to the nations. Before you were formed in the womb, he appointed you to do what? Seek him. Call on him. He knows you. He knows what he wants to do with you. You just need to line up with that call and listen. Are you ready to line up and listen? Not, you know, we don't have to get in a line and listen. But line up to his will and listen. Will you go into the call or do you want to stay in the safety zone? nice in the safety zone, isn't it? I want to step out of it. Do you want to step out of the safety zone? Don't get too comfortable or attached to this life or all it has to offer. All through we see scripture people who didn't settle because they knew there was a greater call on their life. Abraham, if he didn't follow the call, then the nations The nations were going to be blessed through Abraham. And God wants to use you to bless others. He's calling you out of comfort this year. Whatever comfort zone you're in currently, he wants that to expand. He calls us into things in the natural we cannot do. I cannot do this in the natural. I cannot speak to people about Jesus in the natural. I cannot do it. But through Christ, I can. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I can. There's that saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. I don't think that's true. I think he'll never give you more than he can handle. We see it all the way through. Noah, Moses, Elijah, Daniel. God qualifies the called. He doesn't call the qualified, which I'm so pleased about because I was very unqualified. I had a qualification in lead roofing. That's all the qualifications I had. 
feeling weak and insignificant? Good. 2 Corinthians says, My grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. He might be calling you something into now. Leading a connect group. Stepping out to serve in other areas. We need that. Just try something. Speaking to friends or colleagues about Jesus. Neighbours. Family members. You don't need to know it all to share Jesus. The little we know, we share but you need to know him. Be connected to him. Be attached to the vine. And I, I just wanted to get this verse in, really, because it's really hit me as well from Jeremiah over Christmas. Um, it says this in Jeremiah 20. Um, he says from verse 8, For the lo- word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. I'm just going to read that over us again. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. Oh, for the heart of Jeremiah. Jeremiah had the heart like that because he knew God. Jeremiah had the heart like that because he was close to him. Are you going to be close to him? We're not going to face what Jeremiah faced. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. I hope not anyway. But he has this heart. There is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary from holding it in. And I I worry about if I'm going to ask someone to come on Alpha. I do. And I run the thing. If you're waiting for the right time before you step out, then let me tell you, that will never come. The right time will never come. The comfortable time will never come. The right time is now. Now is the time. Live for today. The church needs men and women to rise up and take hold of the upward call on their lives. We as Christians must live our lives as those who are destined for another place. We must believe in that day. There's going to be another day. That day. Do we believe that? The decisions we make, the things we do, should baffle the unbeliever. Why do you live like that? Why do you make those decisions? Why do you give your money away? Why do you give all your time to do these things? It doesn't make sense. Why do you not take that promotion? Because I want to do this for the, for the call of God on my life. What did Paul say at the beginning? Whatever he has gained, he counts as loss. Church, let's count whatever we have gained on this earth as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. When we live like that, when we realize that this life isn't it, but the best is yet to come, then we won't be afraid to step into this calling.
Abraham did it. Jesus did it. Ordinary men and women all through this book did it. Ordinary men and women stood in their God-given calling. And amazing things happened. Amazing things. Not just a little add-on. Not just church on Sunday, connect group on Tuesday or Friday night or Saturday afternoons. He might be called, what is he calling you to? You have a hope that goes beyond the grave because of Jesus and what he did on the cross. And you need to live, we need to live our lives like that. He's calling you into something. Do you really want to know the will of God for your life? Because that is a dangerous, dangerous question. Do you want to know the will of God for your life? Get to know him. Make that your first priority above everything, everything else. Please turn to 2 Peter just before we finish. It's right near the end. From verse 3 it says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life, and godliness. He has given you everything for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. They prevent you from being unfruitful. He gives you everything you need for life and godliness. And we need to make every effort, not in a works-like way, but make every effort to know him, to make him the center of your life, to make the effort to position yourself to hear from him and the call on your life. 2 Peter 3. 2 Peter 1, verse 3. Live out the call. Pursue him. And you never know who will be blessed as a result. Should we stand and pray? Can I ask the band to come back up? That's okay. I think they've got one more song in them. Let's just be open to him. Put, 
If you want to hear from him, receive from him, I just think it's a good sign to him to put your hands out. It's almost a sign to God to say you're open to him. And we pray again, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, what might you be calling us to this year? We believe, Lord, there is an upward call of Christ in our life. What might that be? We want to know you more this year. We want to operate in the authority that you give us, Lord, this year. As individuals and as a gathered people, as your glorious body, as your wonderful, amazing church, Lord. Will you come? Come and speak to us right now. Believe God wants to speak to you. Believe as well that God is calling you. It might be some of us here this morning, that, or you might be here this morning and you are far from God. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you. I paid the price for your sin on the cross and you can come to me today. Doesn't matter about what has gone, but what matters is that he paid the price for you. And you can come to him as you are today. Will you come to him? Will you let him speak into your life? Just as we come back to worship, just keep seeking him. I believe he's going to speak to you. We've got guys that are willing to pray for you this morning. If you need prayer for anything that we've talked about or you feel God speaking to you, come and be prayed for.